Hey, I'm Jim. Hey, I'm Charlie, and it's a week too late to talk about the new Doctor Who. And if we had the rights to the theme music, that would be the perfect spot to put it in. Yeah, there is a little uh, synchronicity. I think I was more off than you. I don't know. Yeah, we went just like full Smokey Robinson there. Or or more on, yeah. <laughs> um, now, now before anybody starts jumping down our throats, I realize that the character of the Doctor is not actually named Doctor Who, but we are going to be talking about the new Doctor Who. Oh God! Uh, yeah, right. The, 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 and th- there is a loophole that yes, there was some some news that happened, you know, within the past week, but. The fact that it is being, uh, that the next series, series 14, is going to be run by Russell T. Davies once again, that is where the week too late part comes into play because that was announced mm, weeks ago. A while back, yeah. So Uh, we're we're the creators of our own uh, destinies here at a week too late, and we've decided that we can uh, 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 take advantage of loopholes, and this is one of those instances. Well, especially in shows about time travel. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, is your mic is your mic a little too hot? It's like. You oh, am really, I screaming in your ear? You sound really peaky. Yeah. Uh, I am. Okay. And... Well, let me uh, let me see. Let, let, let me let me work my magic here. Are Are you in the red? Are you in the red, lad? <laughs> I think it's a Zoom thing where uh, if I have it uh, original sound on, then yeah. it starts. That's. Was this better? That's better. Yeah. Okay. That sounds a lot more. Okay. That sounds a lot more in the room, unless. The, the, like... the, the, this prevents me from having to normalize later on when we uh, when I when I go to edit this. So that's. Oh, good. Good, because because it was like it was like, hey, I'm Jim. Hey, I'm Charlie. Hey, I'm Charlie. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Bigfoot versus Gravedigger. You like trucks and noise. Trucks and noise. I'd probably have fun at one of those. I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, uh, that would be a you know pretty good time. Uh, yeah, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I think some of the most ridiculous things we do in this country, like, Really, there, uh, and for some reason, in the more rural parts, where we're usually some of the some of the some of the dumber thoughts tend to happen. But goddamn, <laughs> like, like outdoor recreation, half comedy sports, like, 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 have you ever seen a tractor demolition derby? Just watch them on YouTube and just sit back and giggle for the rest of the day. Like, really, you know, it's like just... I, on, on that note, um, Wendy, my wife, um, she has told me that um, she would love to go to a, a demolition derby. Yeah, apparently she's been to one before and would like to go back. So I figured, you know, maybe someday. Yeah, I live up in New Hampshire. They must be everywhere in New Hampshire. <laughs> they live in New Hampshire. Though. I'm in like <laughs> demolition derby people. They're all over New Hampshire. Um, they're, uh, like I'm, I'm within spitting distance of like two, um, like racetracks. Oh, like, like, like not NASCAR. I don't think I have no idea, but like, you know, definitely some sort of car racing tracks. 
So it's it's I feel like uh, demolition derby is well within the wheelhouse of the area gotta, of the yeah, country that I'm within in. Within driving distance, <laughs> yeah. the further north you go, the further south you get. Sometimes huh? it's you know um, I I try I always say that Maine is the south of the north. It's like sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the like, house of Maine and Maine is the south of the north. <laughs> father was confused but the banner man wrote it anyway uh anyway <laughs> that, uh, that's definitely a great uh uh game of thrones reference there yeah, which i'm, I'm looking forward to the new uh game of thrones uh spinoff so i'm looking with, forward to that with, with yet even more doctor who connective tissue in there yes yes some, doctor uh, who is everywhere because matt some smith albino maddie smith there <laughs> albino yeah there's probably a lot of inbreeding in the targaryen yeah uh, bloodline i'm pretty sure Uh, i don't know man i mean daenerys looked pretty good for (laughs) you know i guess yeah did you you ever see that um i think it was was episode 30 rock where um uh, who's the blonde there The, the one who was like the pain in the ass that like Liz always had to deal with, but she was like her best friend too. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I yeah, same one. I, she was in Kimmy Schmidt too, as like the yeah. rich lady. Uh, she's she's great, but she's she's going to meet like this. Uh, this she's like, oh, I don't want to go to that stupid banquet thing. Oh, well, there's going to be a prince there, and it's kind of like, is oh, a prince <laughs> you say? And it and it's Paul Rubin, but he's all like deformed from like years of inbreeding, and he he looks like <laughs> fucking Quado, and he's just. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's Jane Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski, yes, the yeah. hilarious Jane Krakowski. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was. I loved was her in the most recent uh, Planet Fitness commercial. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Just like r- rando, like um, you know, like there, there's a series of them. I think uh, like um, Lindsay Lohan's in one of them. Um, Why? <laughs> All right, that's that's a weird turn. Like, I mean, Jackson one too. I forget. All right, I mean, she, she, like, all right, she's a comedian, but you know, she's got to keep in shape. Shaq, sure, like you know, <laughs> like Lindsay Lohan. It's like you need cardio when you're running from the cops. Oh, <laughs> wow! And make sure to get a weight that weighs the same as your ankle monitor. <laughs> Holy cow! Be sure oh. to fuel up before you go. <laughs> uh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's... Um, that's man, a reminder if, if, to watch Herbie the Love Bug on Disney+. Plus, Featuring Bruce Campbell. Featuring Bruce Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, definitely a, a, a favorite of ours here at A Week Too Late, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, and now that we've gotten our, our our your witty banter out of the way, I'm I'm yeah. less so uh, witty. Uh, let's let's get into some news from <laughs> from, from, from the past couple of weeks. Dateline twenty twenty two. Oh, Jim knocked <laughs> over the fucking camera like a douche. There we go. Uh, it'll end up in the blooper reel. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Hang in there, Jimmy, old boy. You'll get it in the end. Oh God, you're on a roll, Jim. You're on a roll. 
<laughs> so um, uh, speaking of favorites of the show, um, at least one of my favorite uh, uh, TV shows um, from my lifetime, which at this point is expansive, um, is, is uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> if this was as big a deal for you as it was for me, but I, I was, I was uh, a very big. Actually, Quantum Leap uh, led to you and I becoming friends. Was that little, true? Little known a fact. little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, uh, so back in high school, we had a mutual, uh, well, um, it, we didn't have a mutual friend yet. I didn't know you, but I was hanging out. Uh, around town yeah. and uh, someone who was your friend um, who you know was familiar with me from high school um, saw me and you know we started talking and then we found out that uh, we each liked quantum leap and he had the final episode recorded and I had missed it so uh. we ended up becoming friends over quantum leap and you and him were already friends at the time and so yeah. because he and I became friends over that you and I ended up becoming friends because we all started three of us hanging out together. So we can thank quantum leap for our friendship. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah. quantum leap um, ended with a rather disappointing, I don't want to say cliffhanger. Uh, I'll call it a title card because that's really what it was in that. I... The, Go ahead. The, the main character, um, Sam Beckett, would never make it home. Yeah. Um, but now there's a new Quantum Leap series that has been um, greenlit. Uh, the, the, the pilot was greenlit uh, to a full series order. So in theory, they're going to be shooting an entire season at the very least. And it's not a reboot. It is a sort of continuation in the same universe it's not going to feature scott bakula's sam beckett um it's going to have an entirely new set of characters but the from early reports anyway the story is going to kick off with them trying to figure out what happened to sam beckett so they're they're reviving the quantum leap project and with with the hopes of trying to find and recover sam uh sam beckett scott bakula at this point in time hasn't been confirmed to uh, return uh, even in like a cameo or anything like that, but yeah. he, because he's, he's actually like right now. So in, in the television industry, this period of time here is, is known as pilot season. So um, that's when, it, so, so, so um, production companies will, will um, uh, they'll film and put together a pilot episode of what they hope will become a TV series and they'll shop it around to the networks and hope that it gets picked up. And if it does get picked up, then they'll be able to go ahead and produce an entire season. And Scott Bakula is involved in another show that they're hoping will get picked up to a series. So his involvement, like, or his degree of involvement, at least as far as I'm concerned, is going to depend on whether or not the series he's uh, shot a pilot for gets picked up. Yeah. And I'm surprised because I thought he was in CSI New Orleans. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing because um, he was in that. I don't know if that's I don't watch any this of the a, CSIs. This is unfortunate because uh, I, I like Scott Bakula a lot. Of yeah. Um, 
I enjoyed Quantum. I wasn't like a hardcore Quantum Leap fan, but like it, it was kind of, um, you know, I loved the premise in that it wasn't quite a time travel story. It was like you're literally like jumping into the consciousness of other people. Um, yeah, he was basically switching places. So his consciousness yeah. would go into uh, somebody's uh, uh, body from the past while their consciousness ended up in his body in the yeah. future. And I, I think it'll be an interesting take on that in this day and age, especially with, uh, you know, everybody having these big pink panty meltdowns about transgender and everything. It's like, <laughs> I mean, in actuality, like, look, we've been over it since the late 80s. Like, we're fine. It's a curb this high. You'll be OK. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that bums me out is I think Dean Stockwell has passed. He has. Yes, he has. So uh that's a bummer because that dude has kind of shown up at like really interesting points in history. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's, he's in the original Lynch Dune. Oh my uh, God. Right. Yeah. He's, he's Gertie in the, in the original one. And, um, or is that Patrick Stewart? I can't forget. I can't Patrick, no, no, no. Patrick's wait. Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick Stewart was Yeah. Pat, no, they're both in it, but Patrick Stewart is Gertie. Oh no. Dean Stockwell is the doctor who betrayed them. I think. I'll have to take your word for it because did you see the new one? Um, I still haven't gotten all the way through it. All right. But yeah, only because only because it left HBO max before I could finish it. And I kept falling asleep because I would watch it late at night. But I always, I always find like really interesting uh, things about that dude. Like just like he'll show up in something like, like when I was really, really hardcore into Lovecraft, like they made a (laughs) horrible movie of the Dunwich horror in the seventies. That he was in and it's just oh my god it's hilariously terrible but it's you know it's still like pretty good dean stockwell my favorite story was one time dean stockwell and david bowie dressed up as astronauts to sneak into an into a, a mental health asylum to give iggy pop cocaine what like yeah. of all, like I never like. Okay, so uh, th- this is the first I'm hearing of this. So that just makes yeah. Dean Stockwell even cooler, in my opinion, because well, I was... had no idea that he hung out with with Bowie the likes of and David Iggy, Bowie like, and yeah. Iggy Pop. Holy crap! I, I mean, it was it was like one of those stories. Like like it was um <laughs> like right after uh, Bowie died. Like everybody's like just you know there were just tons of stories. Like every celebrity had one. And, like, <laughs> Like someone who's like, I remember this one time, him and uh, the actor Dean Stockwell snuck into an asylum dressed as as uh, spacemen. I don't know who they were doing. Maybe it was was he in the Man Who Fell to Earth? I don't know. But yeah, they like I don't know. they went in to to give uh, to give Iggy some cocaine, but they wound up like signing autographs for half. Well, Bowie wound up signing autographs for half the staff. <laughs> That's incredible. That is a, that is an amazing story, and yeah. one that I'd never heard of before. So that's that's fantastic. Oh, I have a beautiful uh, fountain of a uh, of uh, music related history and uh, stories. There used to be a lot of there was there was one great Guitar World article um, from Guitar World magazine. Uh, kids magazines were like a blog that was on paper. Yeah. You could only get a new issue every month. But there was one from like the history of rock and roll, like, like, and it just had all these fascinating like road stories, like, 
there was this one time uh, the Rolling Stones were backstage doing all these drugs and partying and hanging out and just played a killer show. And like the tour manager ducks in and he's like, guys, the police are here. And so Keith and um, uh, Keith and Mick just start flushing drugs as fast as they can, They're dumping everything down the toilet, like plunging it, plunging it. And uh, in walks Sting and Stuart Copeland. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the paranoia that sets in. <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, man. Um uh so so anyway that's that's a fantastic story i appreciate that uh sharing that one uh yeah. as well you are you are a font so, of of, dean, of of music trivia dean stockwell you know dean stockwell maybe... unfortunately not able to be a part of, of it on account of uh his prior engagement of being dead um but uh you know i i'm gonna give it a watch like oh yeah i'll check it i mean i'll i'll, I'll give the trailer a watch I mean, like, I was a big fan of MacGyver too, but I I haven't watched the the new MacGyver because oh yeah yeah I mean I don't know well it's like, just some things you don't you don't really need. like here's the problem with it is that is that I'd rather you make take the MacGyver concept and just make it new yeah like I, why does it have to be MacGyver like like I will say I am slightly tempted. Only because I found so you know how MacGyver's um, like in in uh, MacGyver's sort of constant um, nemesis that would pop up once or twice a season uh, was Murdoch, right? He was like he was like his uh, like uh, MacGyver's his Moriarty. So it's MacGyver it, Moriarty. Okay. In 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 the new MacGyver, I just learned this uh, not too long ago. Um, Murdoch is played uh-huh. by Davis Dust uh, Oh really? Polka dot man from uh, the Suicide Yeah, Squad. no, I know. <laughs> so Writer like that that gave Rally. me pause. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, mm, shit. Yes, he'd be wow. a great Murdoch. Is, is that where he's been stashed all these years? <laughs> um. So so I mean, I although I wasn't interested in checking out the new MacGyver, I, I I'll you know if as long as the trailer for the new Quantum Leap isn't like a complete like what the hell are they doing type of situation then i'll i'll give it a shot i'll i'll give it i a always shot. thought i never i always heard that and i don't know if they try to do a series of novels or something afterwards but i always heard it was supposed to be his daughter that was gonna like go after him or something yeah i don't know i heard like or a maybe couple of years ago they like... wanted to do like a tv movie or a theatrical movie like continuing yeah. or resolving uh the original series but yeah I, I, um, I had something we'll come see. up in my head, but I was like, oh, I should just save that for later because it's Doctor Who related too. So. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, man. Uh, so that 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 is interesting. Uh, yeah, again, I I really love to see just take this concept and apply it to something new. You know, hmm. it's like everybody got all like, you know dick heard about like the 2013 ghostbusters and yeah. like i mean you know first off it's, it's a fucking movie who cares but at the same <laughs> time like those are all really really hilarious actresses like just make a new movie about foreman and fighting ghosts why does it have to be ghostbusters like mm-hmm. yeah like you know like like you just take that and combine it with something else and then it's a new concept yeah 
people like just never gave that a chance just based on the fact that that you know for women it's like shut up well it's like the, the pro- everybody keeps complaining that like you know hollywood's run out of ideas and it's just like because we keep recycling them hmm. but like is anybody i mean the nostalgia factor like is really kind of wearing on us you know hmm. it's like I feel like nothing goes away long enough to miss it, you know? I suppose. I suppose. But then you're talking to somebody whose favorite thing of the week for the past, like, three episodes has been something stoking my nostalgia. A thousand years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Next. uh, So the next uh, little bit of news item that we have here before we get into our main topic of um, the new Doctor Who series. AK or as we call it in America season. Um, we have some comic book news. Um, and actually I think this is the yeah. first time we've had comic book news, like straight up comic book news, not like comic book movie yeah. or comic book TV show, like straight up, yeah. like, like I, I did paper read, and ink comic book. I didn't read the entire Illuminati saga in one day, just for last week's one. No, <laughs> right. no, this is the first time we've ever had comic book. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, it was we were to, in that in that case, we were talking about the fact that the Illuminati was so, mentioned for I'm just the movie. Yeah, I'm playing with you. In this case, I don't think we're in danger of anything being turned into a movie because um, Frank Miller and Dan DiDio are joining forces to start up a new independent comic book company that's going to be called. Frank Miller presents. Um, now, if you just forget the fact that, in my opinion, Frank Miller has lost his touch and has basically become, uh, you know, a shitlord, <laughs> who, in again, in my opinion, wrote the worst depiction of Batman ever committed to print. Don't at me. Then, forgetting that this would be news to be excited about was were you talking about all-star batman or the holy uh that holy terror one yes <laughs> either or either or i mean it started well, it started one, with one with... has one has the beautiful artistry of jim lee and scott williams <laughs> sure so uh, art aside it's the... some beautiful looking crap <laughs> right. It, I, I have no problems with the art. I have no problems with the art. It is the writing. Just yeah. absolutely like the, the, the liberal use of, of the R word. And I'm not saying that R word is Robin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was like 10 years ago, too. So it's just like, yeah. yeah I, I mean, if it was 10 years ago, imagine how much worse Frank Miller I mean, has gotten. Like, if you hadn't heard of Batman and, like, <laughs> and, like, if you had no concept of Batman and it's just, like, somebody went up to you and was like, yeah, he's a millionaire, but he keeps a small boy in hot pants in a cave, you would be on the phone to child services so fucking quick. And this one, like, kind of feels like it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like, I felt like every panel that had Alfred in it, I just feel like he's got a cell phone in his pocket and he has nine one. And he's just, just push the <laughs> other one, Alfred. Just do it, old man. This is wrong and you know it. He needs help. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, and and so so as part of this news, um, Miller said he's going to be doing another Sin City for the imprint, uh, for the company rather, and. Uh, I think he even said he was going to do a new um, Ronin. Is that one of his books? Yeah, yeah, no, Ronin. Wow, Ronin is old though. Ronin's like from like the late '80s. Yeah, he said he was going to do another one because you just got to keep milking that shit until it's dry. Uh, no, well, that one. Well, at least those that was those are his own creations. So. You know, if he has a new idea for those characters, that's great. I mean, Sin City's uh, such a wonderful place because if he has new characters that'll fit in that world, he can just inject them in or he can take characters from now 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think in that playground, you know, it's kind of he's safe there. Like, that's his world. And it's like, it's kind of a time capsule of like those gritty noir films, like, you know, the, 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 you know, stuff like the Maltese Falcon and stuff like that, but, but like with more of an edge, like the pulpier, like grimier detective stuff with the sleazy prostitutes and everything. I think if he stays in that wheelhouse, he'll be okay. Hmm. I just, I mean, I just want more Sin City, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll get your chance because yeah, uh, apparently but, uh, if, if, this you know actually ends up happening you're gonna get more yeah i don't know i mean he's he's been sick for a couple of years i think um and i know he he kind of uh at one point kind of turned into everybody's angry uncle yeah <laughs> yes he did <laughs> you know so it, it it almost kind of begs the question as to like you know, how much goodwill does he have left with the well, uh, comic book reader community? You know, well, you also, well, it's also like, okay, well, how much of this is just if it's just him creating an imprint from which he could do his own thing? I mean, I think I, I, I haven't heard of Sin City ever being published under any other publisher but Dark Horse. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know if it's published under anything. I mean, he owns it outright, but it's yeah. like, and I'm sure there's there's a ton of companies that be willing to just, yes, you're still Frank fucking Miller, and you'll still sell a gazillion books. So, I think they're even going to be self publishing. I don't even think they need someone to publish. Well, yeah, for them. If he's, well, if he's making his own imprint, yeah, that's that's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. In, in this day and age, it's 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 hard enough for somebody i mean maybe it'll be a uh a place for new talent to to venture into yeah um, you never know i, I yeah, don't hey. see it becoming into you know the next image comics or anything like that uh no but you know there's 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 a lot of smaller companies that are doing pretty okay yeah uh, and given that the market chunk of okay is pretty small <laughs> uh because even great's not like terrific. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a real like kind of crisis of faith moment with my art. I'm like, I'm like, movies have figured it out. Like they can do what we can do now almost as fast as we can do it. Hmm. Like, 
I mean, in, in, in sense of stuff like what they're doing with the Unreal Engine and stuff. And like, yeah, it still takes months of process, but so does our stuff. Uh, yeah, well, the, th- the, the thing that I feel is unique about the comic industry that I don't think anything else can really touch is the fact that you can react to your audience quicker. Yeah. Um, You can put things out quicker. Like, yeah, the Unreal Engine, the technology can only do so much. Like at the end of the day, it's still, um, you know, things can go wrong with it. Like, you know, you have to debug. You, there's no like debugging that needs to go on with art, you know, yeah. like uh, no, I, debugging I'm, I'm, is erasing or, or, or like, you know, uh, whiting out or, or coloring over or whatever. Well, I think we have to, we have to think more forward, like, okay, like Hollywood can do superheroes so well. Now we have to figure out what we do next that they have to catch up to. Yeah, but I mean, also especially... there are stories that movies and TV can't do because of oh, no, things like the, the the Motion Picture Association of America or you know the TV ratings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's less and less. Like, if you're going to say, you know, like a Hulu or another streaming service, like the boys on um, uh, uh, Amazon. Amazon, right? That's where it is. Yeah, yeah, the boys on Amazon, like they're able to get away with a good amount. Yeah. Um, but I, st- I still feel like, it, like it, it's There's employed, intimacy. it's employed by actors, not yeah. like actors are employed, directors are employed, writers, like all, oh, all yeah. these people yeah. are like coming in and to collaborate on it, but like they have contracts in place that say, all right, we're only doing X amount of episodes. And yeah. in that same span of time, you can crank out like twice as many issues of a comic book because you know, they're only displaying one season a year, at yeah. like maybe, you know, eight or 10 episodes. Meanwhile, you know, in the span of two years, you're putting out 24 issues if you're yeah. putting out a monthly uh, uh, publication. Yeah. So, so you're really putting out like two story arcs. Right. With superhero stuff. But it, it's it's richer. You know, even even with TV series, it's it, you're still not able to do as much as you would want to, in my opinion. Yeah. No, well, there's, there's, you have like the visual satisfaction of a movie, but you have the intimacy of a book. Hmm. Like you and your friend can sit across from each other reading the same exact comic at the same exact speed and react to the same panel at the same time, but you're both responding to that slightly differently internal. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So there's, there's, uh, uh, I, I don't think, like they'll come close TV and movies, like they'll come close, but at the end of the day, I, there's, there's just no replacing the, you know, comics as a medium there's like, and, and, and I know that's not what you're saying is that like, it's getting replaced or anything like that, but uh, it's, it's a little worried sometimes. Yeah. I feel like comics is always going to have a place as long Mm -hmm. as things being put out are quality. Things like saga. Well, I'm I'm also really scared because like these art apps are getting ridiculous. <laughs> like I got some that just like do like weird faces and things, and I'm like, oh my god! Like you could just cast your friends and like, like 
it, like if you're a girl wearing enough makeup, this thing will turn you into a J. Scott Campbell drawing. Like, hmm. it's weird. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's it, the technology can only do so much. Uh, yeah, it still needs a human touch. It. Yeah. Anyway, that is true. Um, so yeah, the, the, uh, well, time will tell on, on, you know, how far this Frank Miller presents label is going to go, but, uh, uh, and you said Dan Diodetto is, uh, also Dan Dio, who I Dan think Didio. used to be the editor uh, an editor at, at DC. DC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Wait and see. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that it's a comic book company and not like a media <laughs> company or an sure. interactive thing or yeah because you, know. you know frank miller has um you know done hollywood stuff so he's you know he easily could have started i mean I, I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a production company but i don't know sin city uh, 2 and the spirit didn't really do that great oh man the spirit is such a bizarre movie that I, i'm kind of glad i have it yeah <laughs> just because yeah. it's like it's just so out there i think it i I don't know if it'll become a cult favorite or one of those, but like, let's see that happening. <laughs> oh man. You know, cause of the podcast last week, I actually uh, watched an old behind the music on weird Al. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see that when it came out? I may have. It's, it's been like a while since years, I've seen it. It's like legit, like 20 years old. Cause it came out right after uh, the saga begins. Oh yeah. Like, cause the last thing they're shooting is like the video for it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like I didn't like a bunch of stuff I didn't know about him at all. Like he graduated uh, head of his class at 16. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, the Dr. Demento show and all that stuff and just mm-hmm. like chance happenings of like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so no, I, 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 and that just makes me wonder how that's going to be depicted in the uh, in the Daniel Radcliffe uh, movie. That was, yeah, I mean. It, it does look so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, I mean, Paramount yeah. Plus has been slowly putting out, um, you know, classic MTV shows. Um, so uh, hopefully yeah. they, they've got a few behind the musics up there. So I, I, I hope they'll have the Weird Al one so I can, you know, watch it. Uh, it's, it's on YouTube. It is. OK, yeah, I'll have to yeah. check it out then. Um, all right. So let's get into the main topic of this episode, which is the new Doctor Who. Now, if you've been paying attention, a plume of cobalt blue smoke has been seen coming out of the chimney at the BBC studios in Cardiff in the United Kingdom. That can mean only one thing. A new doctor has been chosen. Soon to be a household name, at least among Whovians and other fandoms, Shuti Gatwa. Shuti Gatwa. I can't wait. I can't wait to go to a Comic Con. Just be like, Shuti. <laughs> yes. Like that That's was going to be awesome. a cool name. It, Shuti it is, Gatwa. It is a, a, a very cool name. Love um, it. But uh, he is a Scottish actor, mm. and he will also be the first black man to play the doctor. Now, I haven't been on the internet um, at any point in the past few days, but I'm pretty sure that the news is being universally well-received. Yeah, especially by other doctors. Uh, Fellow Scotsman Sylvester McCoy left a lovely message for him. Yeah. 
uh it was really sweet it was such like a like a dad video too because he's he's holding the phone and there's like a ceiling fan so he looks like he looks like inspector gadget because he's just <laughs> and, and like he's just being so lovely and uh, and um yeah somebody at a convention this past weekend was uh asked matt smith and he's like i am so excited mm-hmm. um so yeah i um i didn't see uh sex education april watched Not, some of it. uh april watched some of it she said he's really good in it um mm. uh he kind of plays like the gay best friend of the main character yeah uh edra butterfield butterfield, butterfield. Ezra, oh butterfield. right he was okay that he yeah. was he so was i saw a compilation was... of of uh, some of shooty scenes from uh sex yeah. education and that kid looked familiar and now yeah he was in ender's game yeah, that's it. Yeah. He was up for uh, Spider-Man with little Tommy Holland there. Oh, for real? He was? Yeah. Ah, yeah, it was like I did not him, know. Tommy Holland and some. I, I don't know. I guess Spidey just had to be British. Um, <laughs> Apparently. Two-thirds of the Spider-Man yeah, have been really. British. Yeah, that's right. Um, but um, uh, he's I, I, like... I'm 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 surprised to learn that he's going to be only the fourth Scottish actor to portray the doctor yeah uh so we got peter capaldi we got david tennant and like you mentioned uh sylvester mccoy so that's mccoy yeah yeah so um, i'm i'm surprised i would have thought there was you know maybe five or six but uh just four like i think it's just because the uh, like until i want to say until until Capaldi, like they never really allowed them to use their actual Scottish accent, um, like because David Tennant didn't really use his Scottish. He used no, like the, he did the, a, he did a British accent. Yeah, um, and I think the same thing with Sylvester. Uh, but like, you watch some of Peter Capaldi's scenes, and his oh his 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 Scotsman comes right out in in oh yeah in in the scenes where like the Doctor is like at his most righteous uh, and vengeful. It's just like just the it just just throwing the Scottish brogue in there is just it just makes it all the more just like raw. It does. It's just, I mean, uh, man, yeah, Capaldi. I mean, Capaldi. We were, we were discussing this too, and I, I I consider Capaldi to have two eras. There's there's the magician, and mm-hmm. then there's the raggedy rock star. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he doesn't really get good until he's the raggedy rock star. Like the first <laughs> season or so, he's he's got this coat, like it's very well cut. It's like mm-hmm. he's you know kind of throwing he's shapes the whole, on the stage, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the next one, it's just like he's in the. I'm still either going to find or make this hoodie. It's a blazer that's a hoodie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if somebody made it for him or what, but I want one and I will make one or I will find one. Whoever at the beat very borrow or steal from i will get one of these things but anyway <laughs> uh yeah ever that and um when he, when bill came along like she was just mm-hmm. kind of like and, and nardo even though a lot of people found him annoying i love nardo i love a goofy <laughs> sidekick and like we hadn't seen one in, in doctor who in so long um yeah yeah i i'm i'm over the moon i'm gonna miss jody uh i've been having fun with it uh, I think she's great. I'm really excited to see Russell T Davies back. Yes. Uh, I think that that's really the one I'm more interested in. Like, what are we, are we going to come back around to some stuff? Are we just going to 
clean, fresh or like, yeah, like, where can so we go? like he, so, uh, so he was responsible for, uh, the revival of Doctor yeah. Who. It had been off the air, I think for like 16 years. Uh, and then he brought it back with, uh, Christopher Eccleston as the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in 2005. Uh, he ran the show until 2010, uh, when he left the show the same time as David Tennant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, it like, so it's been, you know, 12 years. Yeah. Um, well then, well, yeah, we're, we're on our, we're on our third we're on our fourth doctor since then and third showrunner i think so yeah because it was it was davies then it was um oh Stephen moffat oh right yeah yeah and then i forget who jody's guy is chris chibnall chris chibnall thank you and then we're going back to davies yeah yeah so i kind of feel like maybe like and he's had so russell davies actually has had um uh, you know a good amount happen um for him between uh leaving doctor who and coming back to it not you know so he had uh you know so he did like um you know the torchwood children of man like he did the the, the torchwood series after you know that went to stars um but also his partner um unfortunately died um in that time too so like he's he's definitely had like a lot of sort of life experiences you know both personal and professional that maybe you know he feels like okay you know what i've got uh, a lot of things in the bag that i now um feel like yeah i want to cover let me put this into the art yeah right so i mean i don't i don't know man because like even and maybe maybe because his life was encroaching on such a dark place Mm uh but yeah those the last two torchwoods man are are they're really tough that children i mean they were go ahead uh yeah children of man is 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 hard and then like brave new world is just it's just like they 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 tried (laughs) they tried (laughs) so hard Mm -hmm. but like yeah man it's just way too dystopian on both fronts yeah um you know so i i'm 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 actually uh you know i was i i always am hoping for more of an escapist tone yeah this time around yeah uh, i mean maybe... th- that's typically what you get with the uh, with doctor who anyway it's like usually yeah pretty like escapist. i was i was very i was happy that he had used torchwood for that out because I think taking Doctor Who to someplace that yeah, that dark like would he, have been... he understands that like the assignment when it comes to Doctor Who. Yeah, like it doesn't get too dark. No, you can you can skirt it. You can get close to oh, you darkness. can get spooky, but you can't. Oh, yeah. You can get spooky and not get dark. Type. Right? Yeah. The blink, perfect oh. example. Yeah. <laughs> actually a funny funny um <laughs> funny story uh not funny but um uh, uh kind of cool um so okay. i drive my kids to school every day because it's better than waking up an hour and a half earlier to get them ready to take the school bus um but when i go to drop my daughter off at school sometimes i end up in the in in line with a um 
I don't know who they are. I don't know. Like um, I've never met the people. I may not. I don't think I've ever met the people inside the car, but um, they drive a, a, a blue SUV, kind of a dark blue SUV. The license plate says TARDIS. Um, and they have a decal on the, on, uh, or, or bumper sticker of the TARDIS and another bumper sticker that says, don't blink. And, uh, and whenever we see this, I, I, uh, the first time I saw this anyway, I, I pointed to it and I said to, to my daughter, these are our people right here. <laughs> so like, you know, th- like just, just thinking about blink made me think of, of, uh, somebody, um, uh, some neighbor of mine somewhere in in my you know rural town here in <laughs> in new hampshire that is nice. a uh, doctor who fan and uh um i'm going to assume is very excited about the announcement of the new doctor i hope so so there is some unfortunate news with this Uh-oh. um one being that we're not going to get our first glimpse of Shooty until the final Jodie Whittaker episode, which isn't going to air until Til October, October of this yeah. year. Waiting for October. And even worse, Series 14. It's not going to air until November 2023. Oh. Now, I mean, that's just a mere blip. To the thousand-year-old doctor, but that's an eternity for people like you and me. Uh, Yeah, we got we got a lot of things coming out between now and then. (laughs) But I mean, come on, like it. When whenever there's a new doctor, it's uh, that always generates excitement to see, like, okay, what's going to happen that's going to cause this regeneration? What is this new doctor going to be like? like? What's the tart? Yeah, exactly. What's the TARDIS set going to look like? Like, there's so like. Where is it going to go? Like yeah. th- this, this period of, of change is, is just genuinely exciting for uh, uh, Doctor Who fans. April and I, like I said, April and I were talking about it earlier and uh, she was like, oh man, Jody's just the best. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, no, she brought back Jack. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> John Barrowman. you know i gotta wonder now that russell russell is back like i want to have jack back some more you know i think we'll probably i i would i would be kind of shocked if we didn't at this point um right yeah i i I think that'd be great john barrowman is aging like fine wine so right i think think we'll be (laughs) a-okay Uh, he's just got to put, you know, all he has, all he has to do is put in a little just for men. And he's basically, yeah. you know, f- uh, 15 years ago, <laughs> he's been really yeah. owning the silver Fox. Um, John Barrowman has, <laughs> so he's, so, he, uh, um, so it's, 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 uh, apart from the, uh, the hair, he really yeah. like when, when he was in the, the, that episode, those couple of episodes, it was like, okay, that like, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure that John Barrowman isn't immortal. Yeah. Oh, you look great. <laughs> it's aging like Kevin Bacon. Right? <laughs> I know. Right. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I was saying, it's, it's, it's just like, it's it's big news and kind of like a um uh, uh like a a time of great anticipation and impatience 
for yeah. uh, people who who enjoy Doctor Who. Yeah, well, there's always the wondering who's gonna who's gonna be next too. So I was like the weeks leading up to this. Do you have a pick? Do you have a pick who you, if you could cast somebody as a doctor as the doctor? Um, no, I, because I also feel like this should be restricted to British actors or United oh, Kingdom. Yeah, of actors course, only. it's got to be restricted to British actors. I mean, come on. Well, you're. But, I mean, see, the thing for me is like I have. Um, like anytime somebody has been announced, I've never really been terribly familiar with them. Like I had no idea who, who um, uh, Christopher Eccleston was. I had no idea who yeah. David Tennant was. I had no idea. Like I had a vague idea as to who Jodie Whittaker was uh, because yeah. I'd seen Broadchurch. Oh, not yeah. Broadchurch. Was it Broadchurch? Yeah, Broadchurch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's gonna. Um. You know, but Peter Capaldi, like never heard of him. Matt Smith, never heard of him. So it's just like, like, I, I yeah. feel like. Well, Capaldi, I knew because of Doctor Who and Torchwood. He, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there was characters. like a little familiarity that I had with, with, yeah. with, his, with him as an actor. Yeah, that's true. But uh, and, I, I never uh, would have, because of his character in Torchwood, I never would have been like, oh, he'd be a perfect doctor, you know? Oh, no. So, brutal and torturous right yeah oh my god um yeah. i mean again the, the brutality was, that is children of, of interesting interesting weird weird music notes uh he was in a punk band with craig ferguson yes i did know that i've seen that's, them talk about it on craig ferguson's amazing. talk show when he had it that's awesome that's so cool it is super cool um um, can you imagine like those two sitting around like when they're like you know 20 and just being like how cool do you think we'll be when we're in our 60s, mate? <laughs> huh? Well, oh no, no. I was oh. I was talking to to, to my kids um because they ah. were starting to get a little loud. So I wanted to make sure oh. they were keeping it down. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is not an ASMR podcast. No, it isn't. Um, but uh so I mean in it, like so it's never been as far like at least as far as the the like the um the revival these yeah like you know, who's these been last, cast, you don't know anybody right yeah so no one no one that's ever been cast has been like someone that was on everybody's short list yeah because every time there's speculation there's always the same people oh let's have hugh grant oh idris elba you know, like it's always like these big name actors, and I feel like having a big name actor would really distract always, from the character. Like I always, I always have, I always have number one and number two, and they they trade off constantly. <laughs> and it's Noel Fielding mm. or Richard Iwardi. Oh my god! And like both of them could just play some sort of bizarro version of themselves. <laughs> Like, I mean, Iwardi would be perfect because he could just he could just be Moss in space, and it would just work great. It's just like just like be the doctor who's had like a nervous breakdown and who's just like, all right, you know what, you're out of humans. I'm bloody over it. Get the fuck out. Like, I'm going off alone. I think. Um, <coughs> I feel and like that like, that definitely something that that could end up being on like a Red Nose Day sketch or something yeah. like that. It would be great. Are you already as the doctor? I'm all on board. And then Noel Fielding, like, 
the TARDIS is fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like <laughs> he starts demanding that we keep using all the old seventies costumes for everybody. <laughs> just like, I want my celery. No, you see the Daleks, they have to be made of plasticine now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Oh yeah, man. That uh... no, I've only got 17 layers here. I've got to have 19. I have to beat Baker for Doctor with most layers. <laughs> yeah, he man, Baker did have a lot of layers, didn't he? Oh my god, he was, he was <laughs> just could have taken a bullet with tweed. Just just ready to go. Oh man. Um so the the uh, it's uh, so you know obviously like there's a lot of waiting between now and when we actually get to see um him in action mm-hmm. um but uh i feel like i don't know like do you think maybe it'll have like uh like um like a promo shot of him in costume like around the time that they do the trans because usually like the transition the regeneration like obviously like every time they like the previous the 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 new actor and is is regenerated yeah. in the previous actor's uh, uh costume so it's like do you think they'll like uh, you know come october say yeah. this is what he's going to look like or are they just going to spend like the next almost year and a half trying you to know, develop you, what, you what, kinda, what the, kinda, his doctor's going to look like you can kind of get ahead of it yeah um and the thing is, too, is that in the age of like drones and everything, like somebody's going to see a shooting something. So somebody's going to get a shot of your new costume or whatever. So you might as well release, you know, the good shots of it, and have mm-hmm. it look good and get everybody excited. And I think that's part of the anticipation. And that's how you kill kind of the year long gap that you have, yeah. like bridging up to it. Um, they did do a little something like that with Jody, where she's just wearing this big oversized hood. Oh yeah! Like, oh, that's right. That yeah, that was like kind of the big reveal. That's um, right. You're 100 percent right. Looked, yeah, it looked nothing like her regular costume, even though that. Um, hold on a second. You dropped off. Oh. Oh, now you're back Can on. You... Okay. Uh, yeah, that whole costume, the 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 coat with the blue lining there. Yeah, um, I remember that. I mean, it just it was just like, oh, that's. A completely iconic like she cuts a silhouette now you know exactly which doctor that is like uh it was and just a that really was shot cool specifically design. for that promo right like that wasn't in any particular episode was it no no that scene never happens in the show mm, well i hope that she do the same for a shooty well she she falls in the, in the opening episode she falls out of the tardis still in capaldi's clothes <laughs> crashes onto a train mm. like and then, ha- like, the TARDIS is literally, the TARDIS is gone on another planet. Yeah. Like, so so none of that scene actually happens. Right, yeah. Uh, and didn't, the costume... like, the first couple of episodes uh, of her run start without her having access to the TARDIS or something like that? Uh, the first one, she doesn't have access for it. And then the second one, she... Uh... Gets it back. She gets it back, but she she they she goes to where the TARDIS is, and that they they all wind up floating in space. That oh, was right, how the right. pilot, well, not the pilot, but but her series premiere ended. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, it's been forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, the things are slowly but surely coming back to me. So, I mean, 
since since we're on the topic, where do you think uh, Jody Whitaker's run as the Doctor falls in, um, like if you were to rank her run? I, I think the beautiful thing about a show like Doctor Who in a situation like Doctor Who is that it can evolve with the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no pun intended. Uh, and I think that you know we're probably past the due date of having. Uh, this character, you know, as, having a female as this character. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and I think with with this show where you have that where you have that freedom to just kind of like just do it for the sake of doing it. Mm. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of people were like, "Oh, the next James Bond should be a woman." It's like, well, maybe okay, but like, why would that be? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and I mean, for me, it it feels like the. Um... Uh, it feels like the um, her at least the the first um, couple of seasons of her run. It was like the first time in a while that it was just the doctor and a group of friends. Yeah, you know, as opposed to just like you know one companion. Yeah, and that that group too that that ensemble cast really yeah. works great together. I love mm-hmm. that whole group, uh, especially Graham. <laughs> um, uh, he was, he was my favorite. I just, I, I think maybe just as I'm getting older, it's just like, it's just like, ah, a couple years I'll be identifying with that dude. And it's just like, but it was just like, <laughs> and he was just this nice, normal, like blue collar dude, yeah. like, you know, who just wanted to love his step grandson. Like that was it. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, man. But, uh, you know, Dr. Who, can literally go anywhere and that's that's the beauty of the show and i think that as society changes and yeah you know doctor who changes along with it and just you know doctor can go anywhere the doctor can be anyone uh the Mm -hmm. doctor can go to any place or time so yeah yeah um it's 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 the ultimate escapist fantasy it's perfect um yeah absolutely he's uh it's the it, it'll be very interesting to see where the series is going to go um, now that it's back under uh, Russell T. Davies um, yeah. uh, show running uh, uh, capabilities um, mm-hmm. and the, however many doctors he happens to be around for this time around. Um all right, cool. So I think before we wrap up here, we should get into our favorite things. If you don't mind, I'll go first. All right, go for it. Cool. So this week, so during my day job, um, my the 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 department that I work in, I'm I'm in marketing. Um, we like to uh, have an individual person share something that um, uh, inspires them, whether it's you know, personal or professional. And uh, this past week, somebody shared a list of a hundred things that you can do to sort of de-stress your life. It's just, you know, small things, you know, things just like, you know, paying attention and dropping your shoulders, Um, you know, sitting outside for five minutes, of course, weather permitting. Um, But there was one thing uh, on there that I looked at and I was just like, Ooh, that's a good idea. And that is listening to albums from when you were a teenager. Um, now I, I still listen to a, <laughs> a lot of the same music 
that I used to listen to when I was a teenager. I'm a big Stone Temple Pilots fan. And, um, and, and I still listen to, you know, Purple. I still listen to Core. I still listen to, you know, Tiny Music songs from the mm-hmm. Vatican gift shop, you know, I like, so yes. like and any, any of their albums I still listen to, you know, I still listen what about to four. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I, I love four. I, I still listen to four. Absolutely. I, I know you just listed every other album. So I was just giving you a shit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, I didn't sorry. list uh, the, the, you know, Shangri-La Di Da and, and the self-titled album. So stuff it. Yeah. Do you want to go through the entire catalog? Just... I, I just did actually. <laughs> No, no bootlegs, rarities, B-sides you want to get to? No, no. Stuff. And I refuse to acknowledge the the, the configuration with uh, Chester Bennington and uh, the, the right. new singer. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they should have ended it um, instead of getting a new guy. But um, but that that that's a whole other thing. That, uh, that's neither here nor there. But anyway. Um, so Dean like, wrote everything. Not the lyrics and melodies, man. Not he the lyrics wrote, and melodies. Like, oh, all right. We're not going to get into this, sir. We ain't going to get into that. This is this is not what this is about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but but the fact of the matter is, is I still listen to a lot of the same albums that 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 I used to listen to um, yeah, when I was Chris in my Rock, teens. Chris Rock has an entire bit about this. You never stop listening to the music you were listening to when you started fucking. <laughs> just it. you start but, fucking the music you're listening to is the music mm, you listen to well, you can listen to other music but that music will come back well i i remember the stuff that i listened to before all that more than around the time that i did if anything, so chris rock I, is wrong if any you know what, on you this know, my, my my favorite version of this is i find bands that have already like disbanded years ago that i would have loved yeah and it's like it's like the worst and it's like oh these guys broke up in 2002 and it's like what no <laughs> no i just I mean there's them. nothing beyond them yeah just but um oh. so what what so because i still listen to things that i uh, like artists and albums that i listened to back when i was in my teens um what i decided to do instead so i'm uh, you know this about me, Jim, but uh, mm-hmm. for, for those listening, I um, have, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty into theater. I've, I've done my fair share of, of theatrical productions. You know, I've been in mm-hmm. shows like, you know, Grease, Cabaret, Damn Yankees, uh, you know, uh, Into the Woods. Um, so I, I do enjoy listening to some um, music theater soundtracks uh, original mm-hmm. cast recordings mm-hmm. and um so i started listening to some of those i was listening to the who's tommy uh the stage mm-hmm. adaptation for that um i i listened to um cats no 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 that's that's no release um, the butthole cut <laughs> release the butthole cut come on Stutter <laughs> bros we backed you guys <laughs> right um you know i've I've also like jesus christ superstar is far and away my most favorite um uh 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 musical well and uh, technically it's a rock opera um but it's it's my most favorite um uh, uh uh soundtrack broadway soundtrack but my favorite thing from the past week is 
something that I used to listen to back in the late 90s all the time. And it is the original cast recording of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, it is a rock musical um, from the perspective of um, Hedwig Robinson, who was a, uh, they grew up a young boy in East Berlin before the Berlin Wall came down. Um, and was promised by an American soldier to take him away from all of that stuff. Um, but obviously, um, you know, they couldn't go anywhere with Hedwig in the uh, version that he was. So they arranged to have an operation. That operation, unfortunately, was botched, leaving him with an angry inch. Uh, they ended up going to America. Hedwig got abandoned. Hedwig, in turn, um, uh, now identifying as a woman, uh, fell in Later love. Identifying as an owl became property of Harry Potter. No. Oh, no. <laughs> wrong Hedwig. <laughs> wrong, wrong Hedwig. Oh, okay. <laughs> But um, oh, in the makeup. Okay, I see it. I got right, my yes. notes mixed up. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, Hedwig ended up falling in love with um, the brother, uh, the older brother of somebody that uh, she was now babysitting. Um, and they wrote music together. And he ended up uh, leaving Hedwig when he found out that. Um, uh, that she was not born a woman and ended up taking those songs and becoming world famous. And Hedwig, now internationally ignored, is following her former lover's concert, performing her own little concerts in coffee shops and rundown bars and nail salons, uh, performing the same songs across the street from where her former lover uh, is um, performing. And the songs are just, they're just fantastic. Um, there's like Bowie inspiration. There's John Lennon inspiration um, uh, in, in a lot of these songs. There's, you know, punk, uh, you know, Iggy Pop type uh, inspiration in, in a couple of songs. Yeah. It's... Um, it's fantastic. It's it's really one of my favorite um, musical theater albums um, yeah. of all time, and yeah. I'm now listening to it on <laughs> on repeat uh, since yeah. since I started uh, um, being like, you know what, I can get behind this step of of, of listening to albums from when I was a teenager. There's um, a movie too. Yes, there is a movie. There is a movie. Um, it. Uh, oh I yeah, saw the movie. I never saw the actual like theatrical production of it so yeah so it it uh so the movie the the um the movie has a soundtrack too and it's the songs are arranged a little differently um yeah. than the original broadway uh production because the original uh cast recording uh was yeah uh, it was off broadway um but uh because the original uh cast recording is the is the one that that you know, I listened to most and loved. Um, I don't really like listening to the movie soundtrack. 
Um, I don't even like listening to the, <laughs> to the, to the um, newest recording, which is Neil Patrick Harris. Um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris in, in like a, a revival um, played Hedwig. And oh, wow. uh, they, they recorded a whole new uh, album uh, with him as uh, singing the song. But um, I might check that out. I like MPH. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he does. I mean, he does well enough, but it, it's just yeah. like the thing is, is it's very like the thing I like most about the original recording is that it's less musical theatery and more rock. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Neil Patrick Harris is very musical theatery in terms, at least as far as like his singing is concerned. Charlie, he he saved us from the vagina bug at the end of Starship Troopers. He did save us from the vagina bug at the end of Starship Troopers. Well, I I, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't say, no. Neil Patrick Harris didn't save us. Neil Patrick Harris went and put his hand on it, then turned around and was like, it's afraid! Vagina bugs afraid. He wasn't. He wasn't the one he who was, captured it. He was afraid of Neil. Casper Van Dien was the one who captured it. Let's not. We said it like Ermagerd girl. Casper Van Dien. Ermagerd is my boyfriend. Shut up. You guys don't Kasper know. Casper Van Dien. He lives in Canada. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know about my boyfriend, Casper Van Dien. Yeah, you said space fighting bugs. <laughs> but Rico's roughnecks. <laughs> oh man! Uh, <sighs> damn. So that's my favorite thing from the past week. Do you have anything, Jim? Um, you know what? I think I'd like to give a shout out to whoever put um those tiny lights on the end of power drill batteries. <laughs> that, whoever did that is a fucking genius. Like, <laughs> like I, I almost don't want to research it because I'm scared to find out it was Elon Musk. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, him. Oh, it predates him. That's, I mean, it's just the best thing ever. So <laughs> that's, that's really what I got. I mean, it's good to know. That's good. Yeah, to know. Man, but like, Seriously, like when I when I I bought a power drill like a couple years back, like just moved back home. Like I'm like, all right, I need some real tools. Like got a decent DeWalt power drill, and it's just like, ah, oh, that little light just makes things so like you don't appreciate it until you're like under a cabinet, and then you're like, oh, oh, you are the best thing ever. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, it's, it's 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 the it's so simple. Like yeah. And it's just I, like I course. need to drill something and I need to see what I'm drilling. How, yeah. how, how can we make that happen? Oh, let's let's install a little light. <laughs> Fathers would just be like, you just need a light. You just sucked in just a guy a little harder. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to we used to yeah. drill over an open flame. Yeah. What are you, a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well i think uh i think that's a good note to leave it on is 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 dads calling their sons bad names so yeah well no i mean it's it's just uh, no and my dad never my dad no i know please please no way if anything you'd be like "Uh, jim you're doing that wrong come here boy (laughs) jim senior would be like "Mm, you're holding that at the wrong angle uh you should be holding Mm -hmm. it at a 73 degree angle there you go. All right. Now, gently, All carefully, right, carefully, <laughs> carefully, 
carefully. <laughs> carefully. Uh, I, I could be doing this today and he'd still be like, be very careful. Right. I'd yeah. be like, I'd be like what? I worked at Home Depot. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just wore an orange apron and walked around. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, uh, on, on that note, this has been a week too late. Uh, check out video highlights and other random bits of content on our Twitter and TikTok accounts. Uh, we might even start posting on YouTube at some point in the near future, if Maybe. I get around to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, just throw it up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go uncut, baby. Uncut. Um, subscribe and review. What's that? Just get, just get us on. <laughs> just get the pure just get, uncut stuff. Just the... the... Go to go to go to week too late raw Get the real deal. The kids can't hear me, right? Wait until our OnlyFans. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, go ahead and subscribe and review to our show. Uh, we're available, honestly, like everywhere. Uh, places I've never yeah. even heard of, like Siberia. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can listen to us there, um, unless Russian state tell uh, Russian state internet doesn't allow it. Um, uh. This you want the week too late is potato. This week's episode was written by me and Jim. The opening and closing music was composed by Jim. And of course, as always, the opinions expressed on this episode are just mine and Jimmy's. And if you don't like it, I can live with that. But you got to put back the double knit reversible slacks. That's a deep cut for the Will Smith uh, fans out there. The DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince songs. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week because... You know, Jimmy and I don't have anything better to do. It's afraid. Afraid. Pro science, pro choice, pro wrestling. Whoop, whoop, whoop.